0: All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. You know, today we're going to do cervical spine or neck problems. We had a request for this because we did one a while back on low back pain and significance of that. But boy, we got a lot to talk about with neck pain. I got this thing summarized. We'll look at some stats first and some a little bit of anatomy, then go over a couple exercises because a lot of people don't exercise their neck, right? A lot of guys have, and, and 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 young people in general go to the gym, they work on a, a lot of stuff they burn a lot of calories you know work in the big groups the quads and and upper body but they tend not to get to the neck muscles and the neck is pretty gentle and i see why people kind of leave it out of the picture it takes some you know basic instruction on how to do that there's a bunch of devices out there that people use um so we'll go over that as well but first thing to know is that neck problems are epidemic right we have headaches that come the neck um, arthritis um, average person over 60 years old has moderate to severe arthritis in their neck already. Um, younger people are dealing with all kinds of problems. and I found something really fascinating. You may have heard this because it kind of made mainstream news uh, a little bit, that there's an actual bone growing out of the back of younger people's heads. And it's it's kind of bizarre because there is a something called the external occipital protuberance, EOP, for short, as you'd imagine. And if you look at the back of a spine, now here we have a cervical spine. This is the base of your head or the back of your head. This is the back of your neck and your shoulders would be right about here. This little knob right here is an attachment point for something called the nuchal ligament. Now that's a very strong ligament. So our, it's one of the many things that stabilizes the neck. One of the, one of the problems of looking down for a long periods of time is that there's a tractioning effect or a pulling on that actual bony prominence. And due to that stress, the bone is actually thickening and the ligament is actually turning to bone. And they're able to actually feel this growing on the back of some kids' heads. Now, the average person I looked up is on their cell phone four hours a day now. And you know younger people are on their cell phones, more than older people, classically. And that's causing serious problems over time, from migraine headaches to shoulder pain, numbness, tingling in the hands. And we see this in our office all the time. Um, so let's go over just a you know, little bit brief anatomy first. The neck is designed to be in a curve. There's three curves in the human spine, the cervical, the thoracic or middle back, ones with ribs, and then the lumbar or the low back. People are familiar with that because lumbar supports in cars, that kind of stuff. Um, the middle back, you see you know, def- deformations in like, people with a hunch on their back, what they call a Dowinger's hump. You know where people are—you know—leaning forward so often, looking down so often, they actually start to bend over like the hunchback of Notre Dame. So, are just the curve in the neck is supposed to be 30 degrees. And if you take the average banana and you take a look at that curve, that's around 30 degrees. And that is designed to absorb shock as the weight of our head is driven down into our shoulders, where we have our ribs and a lot of stability. So, if the curve is missing that shock absorption is missing. And all that shock that isn't absorbed there is transferred down to the middle back or the low back or into the legs and the knees. And our head is acting like a little bit of a hammer pounding into different parts of our spine improperly. We end up with problems all over the spine. So a lot of people have neck issues, not pain, but mechanical problems, positional problems that lead to uh, disabilities in other areas, the low back and even the the middle back. So going over this is is, is crucial and understanding how to get rid of this stuff. It really isn't that complicated, but it's pretty much being ignored. I looked up, you know, the primary reasons we have an increase in in neck pain in society right now. Uh, it's simple, you know, computer use. Of course, that's easy. Cell phone use. I mentioned that a second ago. Workplace ergonomics is another one. A lot of times we'll have the standing desks, even the treadmill workstation I've mentioned in other podcasts, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, but in the end, you know, are people really attending to the angle of their neck, they might have their low back supported, they might have their keyboard somewhat right, and that adds to a good neck position. But if you're gonna have your chin up high enough, and you're not mindful that there is a curve that's supposed to be in your neck. Um, you're going to end up looking down too much. And so uh, different types of eyewear, If people's glasses aren't right, getting the screen high enough. Most people's screens are not high enough. They're usually about two or three inches uh, too low. Even by some ergonomic uh, experts I looked at, I still felt the screen was too low because the height of someone's trunk varies from one person to another. Some people are all legs, other people are all trunk. So they're sitting in a chair and that tends not to line up properly. Um, and the, the the fourth most common reason for growing neck pain is carelessness, people just not attending to their cervical spine and not getting treatment for it or looking up how to do it. I, I looked online. There's great books on exercise. We'll put one in the links in the end here um, on how to exercise the neck uh, in very subtle ways. And I'm going to go over a couple of uh, real brief ones at first, but uh, a few more stats. 75% of the population will experience neck pain in their lives, 75%. So you know that it's 85% for lower back. So it's, it's up there. It's, it's getting close. of these will become disabled, and 30% will live with chronic neck pain. So, you know, big problem. Uh, The fourth leading cause of disability worldwide is neck-related problems. And, you know, you can imagine it happens from car accidents, uh, from chronic improper posturing, the stuff we're talking about, which is you obviously can do more about that. Um, and sometimes it is just simply in, on a chemical plane. People are dehydrated. Their discs aren't given the right water to be able to absorb shock. The obese are more likely to develop neck pain. Could be the inactivity, could be the poor diet, could be hormonal. Thyroid issues are, are right in the neck. The neurology to the thyroid is from the neck. So, as carpenters, pay attention to that. And women are 1.38 times more likely to have neck pain than men. And I looked into this more, and I I knew this from, from before, from doing, uh, working with auto accident victims and the um, writing reports uh, for these individuals, that the head-neck ratio of a woman and a man is very different. In other words, a woman's head is bigger in a ratio than her neck, and a man's head is not as much bigger than their necks. And I can think of my father, you know, he's a pretty big, stout dude, and he had when I told him there were seven vertebrae in the neck, he cackled and said, well, not in me. I don't think I have seven in my neck, you know. And uh, by looking at him, it was surprising that he would have seven vertebrae somewhere buried in there. Um, but he did. You know, we did actually we took an extra of his neck. Not for that reason. I knew there were seven in there. And I sort of counted them out for him. And he was he was impressed. Right. Because my neck is obviously seven vertebrae, but he was just one big size guy. Um, But anyway, so getting into uh, a couple more things, you know, the pressure in the neck, I think what's interesting, the pressure in your neck gets magnifies exponentially when it comes out of position. Now a head weighs 12 pounds, your neck probably weighs about seven pounds. But as you start to bring the neck forward, the the pressure doubles for every 15 degrees of looking down, the neck pain, uh, the, the neck goes up about, about 15 pounds. So when you look all the way down, your your head weight goes from 12 pounds to 60 pounds. So when I'm looking down, my 12-pound head turns into a 60-pound head from a force and pressure standpoint on the discs and on the surfaces of the joints and the neck. It pulls muscles. And in younger people, because their bodies are turning over and so active, they're growing the bone in the back of their head. Uh, which, you know, it, it can't be good, right? I mean, there, there's, it's a crowded area and there's a lot of neurology, a lot of muscularity, many layers for fluids to move through and around the brain and spinal cord. And as a chiropractor, one of the things we pay attention to and some cars pay very, very specific attention to is the first couple vertebrae in the neck because there's a brain stem there. Now we have brain, brain stem, then spinal cord, and it gets a little less important as you go down. It's all important. It's neurology. But the brain obviously is running the show. And then the brain stem has some of the more primal things in it. And then the spinal cord is running the the, the body. And if there's interference in there, one of the primary premises of the chiropractic uh, profession, there are problems with neurology. So the brain cannot communicate with the body properly. And if you pinch it off at the very top, you're basically cutting off a good portion of the impulses um, to the body and back to the brain. Communication can be thrown off. In the short term, of course, you can deal with simple neck pain, arthritis, that bone we're talking about, as well as some pretty severe headaches. 80% of headaches come from the neck. We did another podcast on headaches. Um, so you know, it really is something to look at and uh, get, get involved in. Uh, so let's go over a couple of questions. Now, first is, you know, I've looked up some popular questions. I had some patients, you know, what are some questions you would have about the neck? And one was, some, what is tech's neck? Tech neck was a term coined about four years ago. And because of people are texting so much, their necks were a problem, you know? And it's once again, like I said a minute ago, it's from the chronic down. You take away that 30 degree curve and you start to make it flat or actually a negative curve. So you're going the opposite direction. And that pressure builds up, you end up with that 60 pounds in 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 the discs. And that over time breaks the disc down, squeezes all the water out, changes the fluid ratios, and creates distortion. It would be fine if you look down and you came back and you went right back into position. We tend not to, over time, we start to lose that curve and it becomes a, you know, semi-permanent. In other words, until you do something uh, very direct to that cervical spine, you can't really get it back. Chiropractic adjustments are primary for that. There's also devices, neck curve restoration devices, one called the posture pump, something I recommend to patients, you can look that one up. And there's other more involved uh, um, devices, but I'm going to give you some basics with it when we get to that, that part of the, of the talk. Um, can you exercise the neck? Well, we're here already. Let's look at that real quick. Now, there are high-end devices, and then there's simple home things. So we'll start with simple home things. One of the things I give most of my patients is what we call the cardinal range of motion stretches. And what that does is it makes sure that the neck is being moved through all the six ways it moves. Every vertebra moves six ways. We look down, we look up, we turn to each side, and we tip to the sides. That's the one people forget is the tipping. I always think it's like a dog hearing a funny sound, right? So you're going, what is that? Um, rotation is simple. You should be able to turn 90 degrees. And if there's arthritis and a lot of neck problems or you've had... Know, bigger injuries, you'll notice you'll turn one way and you will not turn very far the other way. And you'll feel pulling and pain in your shoulders. And these are, these are signs that your neck is on the way to becoming arthritic and becoming a problem. Exercising helps it. So what we do is go through each of those movements, all six and hold them at the end play. So you go, let's say you turn all the way to one side, you hold it for 15 seconds or take three deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. And what that's going to do is use the muscles of respiration to during the stretch and when you stretch and when you breathe this basis of uh, yogic postures you actually that that breath is expansile it's going to help you stretch so you're going to get into the stretch things will start to get a little looser looser then when that deep breath through your nose and breathe out on the exhale add a little more rotation let's say or any of the movements and you do that three times to each of the six positions right? So there's your basic cardinal range of motion stretches. It's one of the simplest things you can do. It does use activity. So it is a strengthening and a stretching exercise. The next one is to simply lay on the edge of your bed. So you put your body on the bed and you stick your head over the edge. Let's say you're laying it. You start on your belly. So the bed ends right about here and your head is suspended off the bed. And then what you do is you let your neck come all the way down and then you hold it up and then all the way back you hold it straight out again and once again you're going to do 15 seconds we'll keep that that number going so it's 15 seconds of stretching down 15 seconds of up be gentle we're not trying to create any uh trying to build room in a day here and then we're going to hold it straight out suspended for 15 seconds and run through that three times then flip over on your back stay in the same position relative to the edge of the bed so the bed is here and your head's hanging off the bed and do the same thing each side 15 seconds and then hold 15 seconds straight down you're going to see these muscles tighten you're going to feel muscles in the shoulders work and that's the basic way of holding tension and and getting well getting rid of tension but holding contraction in the neck to be able to create some basic neck strengthening um, that you can do it in 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 bed at, at home without any devices and with, that's, that's at one end, that's where we start people. That's where people are, you know, don't have a lot uh, of integrity in their neck and they're gentle and they have, you know, comorbidities and lots of different problems. If I have a high end athlete or a, a pretty good involved person, that, that stuff is, you know, it's pretty simple. And let's say they just want to, you know, they, they have some problems, they're using their phone too much, their ergonomics, and they're relatively young and healthy. Then I go and tell them to get out and go out and get a device. Now, one of the st- one is just basically called a neck harness, and uh, I know a lot of weight trainers uh, see these things. It's basically a device that's kind of Velcro's around your head, has a couple of chains that come down that you can put some small weights in, and then you can lean forward and move your neck through all the same cardinal ranges of motion, building some strength. And you can hold it 15 seconds, or you can just simply go through them, all the movements. Usually people are doing a lot of, you know, extension work because that puts that curve back, so you can do, you know, some of that. And then there's something called an iron Neck, which is at the other level, it's a 200, I think it's a $300 device. It has, you know, a series of ball bearings and stretchy cords, and you're moving your neck around in all different directions. It's by far the most superior way of strengthening your neck. Um, that would be more for your high end weight trained lifter, athlete, someone that's um, at the higher end. So that's basically the exercises. Now, in this same department, let's talk about curve restoration. Like I said earlier, there's the posture pump, a device you can go out and purchase, but the home version. Right, You can take a two-inch piece of PC tube about that long, let's say that's three feet, and put it behind the neck while you're seated or standing. I prefer standing, but if you have balance issues or anything and you, you get vertigo easy, um, please sit for this. And you just push it behind the neck, right in the center of the neck, so it'd be kind of where I'm pulling my collar. And you just push forward, and you rock real subtly back and forth 15 times, and then take it out there and you know, sort of walk it off for a second, put it back in 15 times repetitions push it back just put a little stress in the neck and remember what you're doing you're restoring the curve so if the neck is straight you put it in in the back of the neck and then you would push it this way in a sense right and then you'd rock back and you'd be restoring that 30 degree curve in the neck a little bit and causing a little bit more alignment which is going to bring muscle tension down and create a a much better situation positioning all the stuff that, you know, is so important in the biomechanics, right? The, the biology and the mechanics associated with that. And when you get the biomechanics right, the neurology tends to follow because the nervous system is pressure sensitive. So there's a lot of different devices um, you can use, but that simple PVC tube, about two inches in diameter um, and about three feet long, usually enough. You can wrap a towel around it, make it a little softer. That's not a problem. Uh, if you have a thin neck and the bony prominence is going to stick out, you might want to use a towel in there. Um, and just you know, create that 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 stress to bring the curve back. Works great in the workplace. You can keep it by your desk and do some stretches, um, neck restoration movements with it. Real real simple. Um, let's go to another question. Do headaches come from the neck? Yes. I think I mentioned it a second ago, 80% of headaches come from the neck, and the way out of that is to do exactly what I just said. I really recommend you know treatment on this one and from professional as well. Uh, obviously, as a chiropractor we want to get in there and make sure the mechanics are right and we want to rule out disease because we want to make sure there's nothing else serious going on you know because headaches as we've done in other podcasts you know can be deathly serious all the way down to you know just a simple allergy or something very simple a sinus pressure a food you're intolerant of there's some there's, uh, I don't know how many reasons for a headache, but there's a boatload of them. So we want to make sure that we're covering, you know, the serious stuff as well. And perf- there's no, nothing like a healthcare professional for that. Your primary physician, chiropractor, uh, you know, I, I, we don't prescribe medication, obviously, and that's not my favorite way to treat things. Um, but, the, uh, but getting someone with, you know, the ability to shoot CAT scans and all that obviously is, is crucial. But most headaches are coming from pretty innocent things in the neck. 80% are coming from the neck, and what I mean by that is those are innocent things coming from the neck. And unfortunately, I'm putting you know, arthritis as innocent. It's not innocent long term, but it certainly um, it isn't uh, you know a, a deathly disease it's certainly in the in the beginning stages at all. Um, so yeah, so headaches come from the neck, and that's uh, incredibly uh, important that we know that. Um, what causes neck pain? Well, misalignment improper posture trauma emotional stress now we said earlier that you know women are more likely to suffer head and neck pain um than men and we talked in other videos also in other podcasts about the effect of stress on the body the 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 psychoneuroimmunology one we did last week with dr fred clary i thought was great um it's uh, the biggest word we can find and goof around with that but it but what a an incredible topic to see how the mind, the thoughts affect the neurology, which then manifests into the detriment of your immune system. Uh, hot topic right now, of course. But in this situation, we're saying that fear is a neck emotion. Guard our arteries from predators. We can track shoulders to guard the vital arteries and, and breathing apparatus. Because if you look at how lions and bears take out um, their prey, oftentimes they know the neck is the structure to take it down really quickly. So we have really reflexively inbred these reflexes to guard our neck. So if we have a little bit of fear from our jobs and our relationships and our finances, uh, we may hold a shoulder contraction that's barely visible, but do that for 20 years and find out what you feel. And you're going to feel trigger points in the muscles, sometimes numbness or tingling in your hands, headaches, and that forward, that horrible posture of head, head forward. Um, eye strain, ear ringing, jaw problems, dental issues. It, it, the, the list goes on. So it's, it's, it's really important that we pay attention to um, the many causes of neck pain. And, and of course, medication or, or, and headaches. And medication could be another one. A lot of medications cause muscle contraction and people can get that you know as like a hamstring or a calf or a foot, like gold fashioned Charlie horse type of spasm. But you can also get just an increased tension globally. And if you're adding stress to that, uh, the emotion of fear, Boy, that's really going to affect the neck right so massage therapy is crucial in something like this um, chiropractic care getting devices that you know, um, create stimulus to the, ne- the neck and the shoulder area uh very very important uh, another great question is you know when is it serious and neck pain is serious when you potentially, when you have headaches associated with, because a headache can be a very serious condition, um, numbness and tingling in the hands brings it up another level. If it's local neck pain, less likely to be a big problem. By the time it gets into hand numbness and tingling, something is crowding that area. Something's getting into the neurology, whether it be the spinal cord, where you'd usually feel it more in the whole body. Sometimes I have people that have such neck problems and problems in their neck that they actually, you know, get weakness in their legs because their whole spinal cord is affected. But most of the time those arthritic spurs and disc herniations and disc bulges uh, touch the nerves that are running outside the, uh, the actual cord in the center and touch the nerve roots. And those go down, the, the ones that come out of the neck go down into the hands. And people get, their baby finger gets numb or their thumb or their middle finger. And they're not sure where, if it's happening at the wrist, like a carpal tunnel, or if it's happening in the elbow, or it could be happening in the shoulder and thoracic outlet syndrome, but that's what—that's that, you know, what a professional's job is: healthcare professional, chiropractor, physical therapist—to uh, find out what is uh, what is the the neurology there, you know, what's causing the problem. But that brings it up another level of seriousness. And weakness is one more notch above when people analysis and see that you know a person should be about 10 pounds stronger on the, on their handed side, especially if they're right-handed. Left-handed people still live in a right-handed world. So they use a little more and they could be a little more even um, than a right-handed person. But when we're looking at strength, we want to see, you know, only a little bit stronger on the right side. So someone comes in with numbness tingling and they think they have weakness in their hands, uh, we check it either way. We'll see more than a 10 pound deficit in between the hands. And we start to think, you know, we have some nerve pressure in, in this situation. So, you know, neck pain, can be serious. And I think the biggest one to look out for which is, you know, the least common, but also one of the most dangerous is if you have neck pain and a headache and you bring your chin to your chest and you get severe head pain, especially if you have a fever, you could have spinal meningitis. That is a deathly condition. So anytime you get that, that is something that is to be taken seriously immediately, right? So fever, headache and pain in the head, especially when you look down that is something uh, real serious. So that's, that answers that one in, in, in the best way I, I can figure for, uh, is it serious? Now, sh- where should you go with that? What should you do? What about the exercises? And I want to you know touch on food intolerances for a second, because so many foods are inflammatory. The way we grow our food, the different toxins found eats when they're, when they're fed improperly, um, and the maldigestion that we have, all the GERD and acid reflux, hiatal hernias, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease. All these conditions add to a blood chemistry that can lead not only to headache, but to neck pain, joint pain in general. So you want to make sure your digestion is good. You want to drink enough water because the discs are water structures. And we also want to make sure that we're exercising, like we said earlier. So when you start to take those things into account and work in those arenas, uh, you're you're obviously going to decrease your likelihood of, of neck pain. Then the next level up would be something in the area of massage therapy, because when you get after the musculature, if a person's constantly contracting the musculature, you can decrease that tension, push blood through it, push lymphatic fluid through it. And some massage therapists will actually, you know, move you to side to side and improve the range of motion of the shoulders and neck as they do their therapeutic movements into um, the shoulder area and the muscles. also it, to, to get into more details with that you would go to the next level and that would be chiropractic physical therapy fits right in there as well both of the both those professions are going to be working on changing the mechanics of the neck a physical therapy obviously can give you a lot of exercises but the chiropractor does that on more in the massage you know world but deeper, obviously, right? Massage therapy, think of, you know, muscles and ligaments and tendons and chiropractic, think of bones and ligaments or ligaments attach bone to bone. So that's the shrink wrap of the body. That spine I have here, basically the ligaments have been taken off of this. So you see bones, that's like base of the skull there, but these are the spinuses in the back. This is shrink wrapped about 50 times with a a, uh, nice uh, covering that is gonna cause, that is ligament that's gonna be able to stabilize your spine and, and make it, uh, give it uh, an ability to, to be integrous, to, to all come together. But it, like shrink wrap, it has a stretch to it, to some degree, not as stretchy as muscle, but, but a lot more than, uh, than bone, right? So you have the bone, the ligament, then the muscle. So when you go into the chiropractor, we're looking at moving the positions of the bones through repetitious forces uh, in very subtle ways relative to how far the spine can actually move to get those ligaments to be a little longer. Right to be able to break up adhesions in the joint surfaces and create a better environment for all the mechanics in the neck, and also give you great advice like I'm giving today to give your spine a better chance to align itself and uh, do, do proper mechanics. Right. So we looked at it emotionally. Right. Fear is the emotion of the neck. Fear is 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 a contractor. It causes us to guard our necks. Chemically, we're looking at digestion water intake. We want to have enough hydration because those discs between the vertebra are very, very important. uh, Hydrated water structures. And we also want to look at the mechanics of the spine. Check the workplace. Make sure your ergonomics are proper. That chin should be high up. One of the things we can do is if you take your fist and you measure here, you put this right here and you put your chin down. That's as far as you should look down for prolonged periods of time in the workplace or even on your phone. I tell people to sit in a chair with their they elbows up on a couple pillows. So their device is actually right here. I have armrests on this chair. I can take advantage If I was going to be texting for a long time or reading my phone, I might sit in this position. Instead of doing that, obviously, we're down um, because this is actually supportive of the curve, especially if I use the PVC tube a little bit, stretch the neck out and drink a big glass of water and then sat here and, you know, did it. Thing would be, you know, kind of in an optimal uh, position. So, like I say, we dress things chemically, emotionally and structurally. And I, so I hope to learn a lot about the cervical spine. I wanna make sure that if you like these videos, you subscribe to the channel, give me some thumbs up. Um, there's a load of books. We'll put one in, in the links on the bottom. And uh, those devices, neck harness and the iron neck for people that wanna go to, uh, to that level and create that. But you know, So be cognizant of your ergonomics at work. Make sure that you're drinking enough water. Make sure that you are paying attention to the chronic postures of your neck especially sleep. A lot of people have too thick of a low, and so their chin is down. You can use that same test at night. When you, if you're laying on your back, let's say, even on your side, try to keep that chin up. Opens up uh, the, all the apparatus in the, in the throat. It's your oxygen and your lungs properly, and, and you feel good and rested in the morning. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in today. We'll keep this thing going, and uh, like I say, if you like what we're doing, give us some thumbs up, and uh, we will see you soon. Have a great day.